Welcome to Verity Cast, the professional's podcast. Join host Chris Tabish as he talks with real people about their most valued secrets of leadership, business tips, and success. Hi, welcome to VerityCast. This is Chris Tabish, your host, and today we are with Martin Shervington, the founder of Plus Your Business and a social media guru. Martin, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me here, Chris. So, Martin, a lot of people, a lot of companies trying to get out there. It's a new world, right? Compared to 10, 15 years ago, you got to have a presence online. You got to have a brand online. You have, I think it's safe to say that there are personalities online. So, Clearly, you've established yourself as an online presence, an online personality, as the founder of Plus Your Business with 1.3 million followers. You're doing something right. So what are those things that you would offer up? I think the starting point is people are brands now. They're publishers now. Every time they put a post out on Instagram or on Facebook, on Google+, LinkedIn, so on, they are all expressing something about what they're into, what they're saying, and they are being brands. They're acting like businesses. And brands need to act like people. And I think that this is the big shift, is a lot of brands try and produce a piece of content and post it on their blog, and they haven't built a community around their business. And they're not able, therefore, for for people to pick it up and to spread the word on the social channels. And that's really what it becomes about, is how do you serve your community with content? Well, now, now what what do you mean by that? Building a community around a piece of content, what does it mean to build a community? Well, you're familiar with blogging. Sure. And the idea with blogging is that you put something out that says something related to what you do. Essentially, doesn't it? You know, you, you blog around certain subject matters. So if you're in recruitment, it's like your blogs are going to be how to find the best job in your particular niche. Or if you're serving people who are going to employ a recruitment company, it's going to be how to choose the best recruitment company. And you're trying to sort of talk around those subjects and you put it on your blog. Yeah. Yeah. So the people who pay attention other people you serve. And when they consistently return time and time again to your blog and they're following you on Twitter, and of course on Twitter as well, we didn't mention, but they are the ones that are essentially becoming your community members. If somebody is, you know, can't wait for the next release of that blog because they think that's useful for them to share to other people or to be informed, then they are really part of your community. And I think it's a conceptual, it's a concept. You know, people used to be, you put content out, or you buy traffic and you turn it into leads. And it was very much a transactional here and now thing. Whereas with viral marketing and with content marketing, with content spreading through the social networks, all of this means that other people can do the work and can continue if you serve them good content. So if I share your blog post, I think, wow, that's great for the people that are paying attention to me. Let me pass it through the network. Your brand gets known. And if I consistently align myself with your brand, then your brand and my brand start to be seen together. Okay. And so what you're saying now, Martin, is now companies, in addition just to building their product or deploying their services, they need to be aware that there is a virtual community and that they need to have some sort of service strategy and uh, day-to-day operation of serving that community. There is the potential to bring that community together. Otherwise, what happens is that it's all over the different social channels, or it may be that you never really know who they are because they visit your website and then they disappear. So one of the things that we do, I have, I use Slack, which is like a team group sort of system that allows me to bring people into that particular environment digitally and have 
regular events with them and Q&A sessions and help them to become evangelists for what I'm doing. So it really becomes that old school, let's get together on a Friday night kind of attitude you know, and, and instead of it being in the real world, you're doing it digitally in order to, for people to connect with your brand. Because the three things we look at is build your brand, engage your community, increase your conversions. And that's where really measuring, is this working? You know, otherwise, you can build brand all day long, but unless you've got a process in place that brings business in at the end of it, then you just keep on raising visibility. And what are those things? Okay, so I think, I think that makes sense. So just to repeat what you said, because I think that was... That was great sort of layout. So one is build your brand. Second is build your community. Engage your community. Engage your community. And the third one is... Increase your conversions. Increase your conversions. So uh, when you engage your community, so you see a lot of, I mean, I think brand, you see, just to make sure that we're on the same page, you know, everywhere you look at an advert, right? That's basically seeing the brand, any kind of a, uh, you know, commercial, any type of billboard clearly has their brand demonstrated. But that's different from engaging your community. So, you know, you talked about maybe publishing blogs as one way, one mechanism to engage your community. What are some of those other things that companies could do uh, to, to engage their community? Well, what we're doing right now is, as a podcast, is something which really builds brand. It increases the reach of the information. It shows that you're a friendly, approachable person, business, and so on. Yeah, so, I'm personally not, but the rest uh, of the company, uh, yeah. <laughs> but what it does is it gives you a platform. You know, so you put this onto iTunes, and then people share it. So you go, okay, well, who is sharing it? Who is engaging with it? When you share that post on LinkedIn or share it on Twitter, the people that are favoring it or retweeting it or, you know, wherever it goes engaging with them at that point, as opposed to leaving them passively consuming, starts to change the relationship they have with the business. You, you want to have a conversation with them. You want to find out, hey, what did you, you know, what did you like about it? Where would you like it to go next? Include them in the process. And it could be live video. It could be using Periscope for um, events. It, there's so much you can do, and it really depends. I mean, here's the model I use, Chris, is go from a strategic level to a tactical level to an operational level. Strategic, why? Why are you doing it? Yeah, and we've, we, I interviewed you years ago about, about the why. You know, what is the vision? But that's the starting point with all of this. Then you go to the next level, which is tactics, level down. What is the best way or how many different channels, what different approaches should I use in order to achieve my why? And then the who. Who's going to do the work? What are they going to do as well? Becomes at that, that lower operational level. Day-to-day operation. Yeah. So, so the why, that's interesting. The why in this regard is it always or does it need to be attached to the vision or the why of the company? Well, then ultimately, what is marketing? You know, marketing is a way of communicating to get attention in order to then move people into the point where they're beginning a relationship with the business, ultimately getting a sale. I would say that's, to me, what marketing is. And it ties in now with brand and community, but that's the conversion bit. So should it tie into the overall strategic vision of the business? Yes, but it's almost the lower end of it. It's when you can turn it into, okay, we want to get on Twitter and we want to build up, build relationships with those influencers in that particular niche because those are the ones that are speaking about these subjects. So that, it becomes a very practical way of you engaging the people that are into what you're into. That's what, that's what social media really does. But it's not just social. As you know, podcasts, you may go, well, that's not social media. Actually, you're getting the spread. You're getting people to reach. Anyone who engages by leaving a review or rates 
and then you reply to them. And this is a huge thing. I love ratings and, uh, and reviews, unless they're bad. Um, but <laughs> but I, love, I love the, the Google system. I, I write about Yelp and these sorts of areas. And all of those, everyone's thinking, I think, that it's a transaction. Thanks for the review, one off, that's it. It's like, well, actually, that's the start to a relationship. You know, that person has cared enough to put their, their voice and their name out there and put those words out there. So why not take it further? Why not deepen the relationship? Mm. So, okay, so when you think about a company, obviously, it, I would say pretty much all companies at some point in time are going to be very cautious about their bottom line or they're not gonna be in business very long. So as part of that, they're going to, you know, really look at the activities of their employees, et cetera. So, you know, weighing that, hey, responding to somebody online, I think this is where people get kind of caught up. Because let's say in the old brick and mortar world, right? You do something physically, in the physical, tangible world. I'm gonna go visit a client face-to-face, we're gonna talk about things, or I'm going to, you know, develop this uh, model or, or product or idea. Now, what you're saying is, or suggesting is investing into just having an exchange online. Um, you know, putting that time and energy into that, the payoff, and I think that's where people try to understand what is the ROI of that, Martin? What is that, you know, is it, um, do you have any sort of, I don't know, metrics per yeah. se, but. So the reason why I look at increased conversions as one of the factors when I'm talking about this is precisely for that reason. So let's look at some figures. How much would you pay for a new customer? That's the question for people to answer. If you know that you'll pay for a new customer at $1,000, in other words, the the acquisition cost and how much you'd be willing to spend on any marketing channel for delivery of that customer is $1,000. If you work back from that point, you go, okay, well, what is the effort that has to go in from a social point of view in order to get to a point where there's, that's a reasonable result? And the advantage long-term with social media is that you build, you become, not you build, you become part of a network. You build your community, but you become part of a network. So you share other people's content that may not be directly to do with recruitment or to do with, um, to be anything, but you talk about business. You talk about, you know, you become part of that grander ecosystem so that when your content comes out, people are sharing it and you get maybe 100 clicks on a blog post or maybe a lot more. Now, what I did, and this is particularly because of Google+, in the early days, we found out that content was mobilized into Google search by engagement. And some of my blog posts, one in particular, is sat at the top of search for what is Google, and what is Google+, Plus for about almost two years. That's had almost 350,000 unique visitors to that single blog post. And my blog and my, my business site have had about 1.25 million visitors in the last two and a half, three years. And that has come because of the social media activity. So there's a relationship between social and the signals that there are on particularly Twitter and Google+, and the search engine results. So this is the, there's a formula to it. So when you build your brand and you've got trusted information and you produce the best content on any subject matter, that's the way to get top in search now, is be the most relevant answer. But to get it there, you have to have people who are authorities or people who are already almost activated in this ecosystem within social in order to get that there. If I'm looking, if I'm a business owner, 
or I'm in a marketing department of a larger business. And, and you know, and I think that is the, hey, get some content out there on our website, et cetera, but, the, but you're di it's different. You're talking about engaging a community. I think the, you know, where society is right now is you have a website and you post some content on yeah. it. So what is the, um, I guess to get to that shift, is it a liability if they don't do it or is it a significant opportunity to grow their brand and revenue or is it, is it both, would you say? If your competitors are doing it and you're not doing it and it's working for them, then it becomes a liability because it's just going to take you longer to build up and then you're competing head on head for the attention they've already started to build around them so that's that's one thing i think the starting point is looking at whether your website is working it's actually a start there leave social and search out of it for a second when you have the right people visiting which is why i would use adwords to do a test are they converting if they're not converting with very highly targeted keywords, then social media marketing and content marketing, as they, they both relate, is not necessarily the way to go. You want to make sure that this works. Then you want to build your segmented list using Google Analytics, and you start to look at ensuring that you're building the relationships with the right people that are going to convert to your business. Otherwise, there's a risk of... We, we know it's not about the traffic levels anymore. It's about the right people visiting and ultimately converting. So I think that it all depends. You need a plan, which is why I go back to build your brand. Okay, so have a clear understanding of what your brand is, what your products are, what you stand for. Engage your community. Who do you want to have as the allies? If you could be in a room with anybody, who would they be? Would they be the top people in the world? That's the allies. And the other part then becomes your tribe. Build your tribe. And then the third part is make sure it's working. Track it. Check, out, check that it's worth the effort. And if you find that people are having conversations about your business online and you're not engaging with them, then essentially what's happening is your brand is being governed, the, the perception of your brand is being governed online by other people. You're not involved. So you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why you want to get involved, but you also have to have a, a very open approach to the communication. You have to listen. And it does potentially change what you do. Yeah, so, so but when other people are sort of making your brand what it is without you as a company, without you being active online, tell me more about where you see the world headed with respect to that. With, uh, because it used to be, hey, we say we're great, we stand yeah, behind exactly. our product, yeah. and that's it, game over, you know? Well, it's about trust. That's what's going on with this. I and mean, my buddy David Amland has just written a, a book on trust. And that is a central premise, is that you build trust through the content you put out, and consistently you become an authority, your business becomes an authority, members of, of, who are blogging within your company become authorities on those subject areas. That then develops a reputation. It becomes, they're the people. So let's look at this process. So I trust a piece of content. I trust that this is the best answer. So what happens is, you ask me, who's the best at bubble wrap manufacturing for some reason weird example and i say it's the company over there now you don't know the company over there so i am recommending to you you then believe me because you trust that i know about bubble wrap when somebody else asks you you say well apparently it's the company over there you don't know you trusted my view because i trust that's reputation that's how reputation works when outside of the circle of, of direct contacts, 
Somebody simply knows that that company is the best in bubble wrap and best at packaging and the best at you know, sending things overseas, they simply are the best. Then that brand has done the job of being the authority. And what happens is that it simply is. So you move from trust to reputation to, well, it's just a fact. Authority, let's look at the stem of the word, author. It used to be that a publisher would come along to a person and say, hey, we've heard you're the best. We'd like to put your book in the bookstores and do that. An authority means that you're, you're, you're that stated fact of influence, of understanding, of knowledge, and all of those things. And that's what brands want to become, ultimately, is simply known to be the best. And Google search results are a reflection of being an authority because it's simply outside of your recommendation. They are just there. And if you can get the search results, you are the best answer. You're the best option. So, so you, okay, so just to kind of go back and summarize what you talked about, Martin. So you talked about focusing on your brand, engaging your community, and then converting. Is there anything else that if I'm, uh, again, work for a business, if I work in marketing or I'm a business owner, what you would offer, particularly around getting started. You know, you talked about looking at your own website. Is it, is it effective? Is there any sort of last things that you would offer up, even uh, philosophically? Um, because what, you know, things that we've talked about before, giving back, being reciprocal, is there anything that comes to mind in terms of what you would offer? I think there's two pieces that I talk with companies about all the time now. And the one is the community aspect. It's look for the people that can become part of your business through the social networks. And I don't mean they join, they simply feel a level of belongingness. And I know that might sound strange to people, but this is what happens. And it probably isn't strange. If you are a runner, then Adidas or Nike, you, you feel an affinity and you might well go, for, you know, Mercedes as opposed to BMW. We, we, all, we already see this with big brands. Well, you want that with your own brand. So you've got that there, that's the community aspect. The other aspect, is I think there's a huge problem with communication between different parts of the, the business when it comes to marketing. You could have an external company doing search engine optimization, another one doing AdWords or different team members. You could have people working on the website, then you have other people working on different social channels, and none of it's coordinated. So what I look at is, well, let's go to outcomes. What are we trying to achieve? What are the key metrics we're going to measure? And let's make sure that everything feeds into that. And when you start to get into Google Analytics and you start to look at Google AdWords, there's so much you can do, but you can't do it superficially. You have to do it in a way which is you know, from strategy to tactics to operational and coordinate it. So that's the piece that at the moment we're working with. Martin, it has been such a pleasure having you on VerityCast. Really liked your thoughts around building a community instead of just building the, the brand, which is a shift and very cool to have it here and talked about on VerityCast. Thanks, Thanks again Chris. for being on the show.